0: Welcome to Amazon Made Simple Podcast. Here's Isabella Reitz, and today I have an amazing guest, Brendan Young, and we're going to dive very deep into the data keyword research, and we'll see what opportunities you guys have to rank and launch your product on Amazon. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Here's Isabella Reitz on Amazon Made Simple Podcast, and today I have not just the special guest, I have super special guests, the greatest in the industry, Brendan Young. Brandon, welcome to the podcast.
1: You're so ridiculous. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing great. Well, if you are not the greatest, who else then? <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's so many great people in the space and in the industry, including you.
0: Well, I agree that a lot of people are also great, but Brendan is, is it that's, here's only one Brenda here, Brendan here, Brendan, uh, let's dive into the <clears throat> something that is going on on the market. Like you have data dive, we're doing dive into the industry. Uh, there are plenty of fake gurus. Like we call them, I personally call them Lambo gurus. Like those are showing you Lambo, and then like if and you know it's so weird. Like if you have Lambo, why is it supposed to trust you? Why I should trust the person that is driving Lambo? If he's making money, doesn't mean I can make money like him, right? Maybe he just stole. The yeah, money. I it's mean like, they're not you. trying to
1: attract you. I mean, unfortunately, psychologically, people are attracted to people that they perceive to be successful, right? Right.
0: But let's take a look at Jeff Bezos, right? If we were looking at Jeff Bezos, he was driving at, so it was Honda Accord or something, like such a weird old car for so many years from 1986. And he didn't care. And yeah, so, he
1: wasn't selling a course either. But now he has a $250 million yacht. And if he sold right. the course, I would buy it.
0: Right. <laughs> I totally agree with that. So, yeah. Uh, my question to you, and also you have a huge business, you are teaching people, you have uh, software, uh, you are doing trade shows, uh, not trade shows, conferences, like can become one of them, right? So you have several income streams, which is understandable. And you better than other people know who people are supposed to learn from. And mm-hmm. how people supposed to recognize an expert from this Lambo guru, uh, an expert, the people that actually has knowledge, from mm-hmm. fake, let's sell pampas grass people.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there are, there are people out there. The first thing is to probably look for people who are actually doing it themselves. I mm-hmm. think that you mm-hmm. learn. You learn a lot from actually doing it, right? Um, And it doesn't even mean selling. I think that you, in a lot of ways, do a lot of education, but you're doing product research. You are uh, building and developing products for clients regularly more than most sellers are doing themselves because you're doing it full time and every day. And a lot of times, sellers, depending on the size of their business, might only be developing you know, in a sprint, maybe they go through a few hundred products and they develop a few for the half a year or a quarter, right? So, I, I the first thing is to look for people who are actually doing it for a living that are that are working in the business that understand uh, what Amazon, how Amazon functions, and what what data to look at. And then there's people with certain superpowers. You don't want to necessarily only learn from one person either. Uh, there are there are a lot of groups out there uh that are led by sellers you know even if they have a small business at least they're doing something but their their superpower might be around you know one particular aspect of the business um for example a- our friend amy amy is really really good with brand branding and brand building and um and design and so she teaches that at a very high level and that's her superpower um, I know her brands aren't huge, but she's developed a few products that, from scratch that have been successful. And I know she has a lot of successful students that have been able to use her blueprint or her model and 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 had success. Our strategy is more in the numbers and data, but now it's... Which
0: I love the most.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it resonates with people who like numbers and data. They, because for me, I, I don't want to move forward unless the data tells me to move forward. Uh, and so even when it comes to design, so like our process is pretty simple. It's validate by numbers, uh, based on the competition, keyword research, uh, SEO, can you beat them? Can you beat them there? Is the ROI there? Oh, that's all numbers. All you need to do is look at numbers. Then you need to go to design. And then once you get design, you can work with AI, you can work with a firm like yours. You can you can you know probably a combination and then you need to test the numbers again you need to go in and actually go and see uh ask audiences which one would you rather have because you need to understand the conversion rate the click-through rate the performance the numbers that you're going to have after you launch and you need to kind of know that before you launch it and so the validation process is numbers based as well and then once you launch marketing is all numbers it's 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 combination of the keyword research uh, that you did to understand what are the drivers, the root words, the keywords that you're going to be targeting. How to build the listing? Again, that's an algorithm. That's numbers, and then in data. Yeah. So
0: and so data far- and the numbers. Everything you are saying, I feel that somebody who doesn't know me enough, they will say she stole her approach from Brandon, but I didn't <laughs> because you said exactly everything with you, uh, not to praise ourselves, but I'm very happy that we resonate into something that we're doing. So question when you're talking about data validation about the numbers, what are the numbers you Brandon are looking at? What are the biggest, the most important ones except ROI?
1: Yeah. During, uh, during validation. Yeah. So for me, it's going to be around sheer number of keywords. So I want to know that there's a lot of keywords that are above a certain search volume. So at least 450 search volume. Uh, Then I'm going to look at when you break those keywords down. Let's say there's 150 of them. That's a lot. At least you want at least 50. We have the score scorecard for that. But at least 100. Like if you've got 150, that's a lot. How are those broken down? If all of them have the same root word in them that's not good either because that means that everyone can kind of guess what that main root word is or guess what that main keyword is. And then you're going to be competing against a, uh, you know, a very competitive market. What we're looking for are keyword or products that have a lot of different ways people call it. So those are the different routes. So a diaper bag is not just a baby bag. Right. Um, and uh, a Like I said before, uh, a toiletry bag is not just a toiletry bag. It's a bathroom bag. It's a men's bag. It's a shaving bag. It's a dop kit. You know, it's it's so many different ways you can call a product. So you want to look for products that have those different roots and that the current sellers aren't doing a good job of ranking for all those different ways. Even a garlic press is not just a garlic press. It's a garlic press. It's a garlic mincer. It's a garlic, you know, slicer, peeler, depending on the functionality of it and so you a crusher and so you have all these different ways and even the major brands don't know how to find those keywords or those different uh routes and they don't rank well for them if you go look at um KitchenAid for example they're not ranked well for garlic mincer because they don't write garlic mincer in the in the listing anywhere so Amazon doesn't know it's relevant do you
0: think KitchenAid actually cares
1: they should i mean they're probably losing a few hundred thousand dollars uh profit a year i know that they're really doing really well they're a billion dollar brand but um that's they not can make more
0: <laughs> but they can make more here's a question about the uh, keywords because we're using data dive a lot uh for those of you who don't use it guys it's insane it's really game changer software so, sometimes when we're scrolling through the master keyword list, we're meeting a lot of, uh, sometimes a lot, sometimes not a lot of Spanish keyword. But what's happening when we're analyzing Amazon.com, that the Spanish keyword sometimes is just one or two or maybe four. And, but at the same time, you see that it's a huge huge opportunity because none of the listings, none of the competitors Are using this specific keyword so for example if somebody will launch with the the same product with the high competition probably in this specific keyword there will be just one and they will be on a page one but there is no other keywords they can include so how when we see this type of opportunities how do you think sellers supposed to go about making the decision towards this product like should i create the product listing in Spanish and just win the market for Spanish people? Or should they consider other keywords that are English as well?
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't ever launch only in Spanish, but I would consider if the Spanish term is very popular, I would consider even putting it in the back of the title, like towards the middle or the back of the title, but definitely in a bullet, I would want higher ranking juice than the competition. Which will reward me, which will make it easier for me to outrank them. I won't need as much performance, um, in order to rank ahead of them if I have it in the title and then they only have it in the uh, if they don't have it at all, right? So you'll get rewarded for that, and um, I think it's perfectly fine. Some people go about just putting it in the back end if they don't want the, the they don't want it to be seen. But the backend search terms are probably they're lower they're lower priority from giving credit from the algorithm. So yeah. you will you'll get more credit depending on where a keyword is, as you know, uh, this is more for people listening. but titles most important than bullets and then the backend search terms. So if you put it in the backend search terms, and everyone puts it in the backend search terms, you're playing on a level playing field. But if you put it in the bullets and they have it there, you have a little bit more opportunity to, to outrank them.
0: So what do you think that that's the great advice for the listeners out there? Uh, what is your opinion on the description uh, that Amazon is pretty much hiding from people right now? So we still use the description, but the moment we put ABC content out there, this description is not there at all.
1: Yeah, it's a great place to get some credit for very long-tail keywords. Uh, it's it's the lowest ranking juice location, but it still gives you the full, like it gives you more credit than not having something in your listing altogether. And I've seen uh, where when the A-plus gets there, people delete their, their description and they end up having a problem with indexing. So they'll get de-indexed for a term that was in their description. Now maybe that's an area of opportunity you can put it somewhere better where you get more credit, right? If you notice a certain keyword is now missing and you drop off. But typically you can use it for very very long tail keywords and you you'll be like I think it's it's a good place cuz you run out of room everywhere else. Like you only have so much room in the title bullets and back end.
0: Yeah, especially given that some uh, categories uh, they are limiting it to. I already lost my count. Like some categories you can do 100 symbols, characters, some of them 250, some of them 200. So it's just every single time, like, you know, when I'm remembering when we I started selling in 2015, that was 250, and we've been doing 250. So, and then they started changing, and then like I was keeping track now. If you'll ask me how many symbols we have in the title, look at the category. Yeah,
1: you have to look at the style guide. And it is different for so many different categories. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so now it's different. And uh, what is the best recommendation will be from you uh, to approach titles with with, with a smaller amount of characters?
1: So what we find is... There's there's two reasons this this uh, like this works and people have um, you know some some evidence that a shorter title can rank better, and I'll explain why that works. The first is that after character 150, you don't get that much credit. So, what I typically try to do is put all the most important keywords up to character 150 in the in the title, and then after that, I'll put the terms that will that the buyer is looking for. To make a buying decision so what's not necessarily a benefit to the buyer but what is it about the product that they need to check in their mind before they purchase so is it the size is it how much it holds is it the quantity is it the style the color the material right there's usually something about a product that a buyer needs to psychologically check off and a checklist to make sure that that's the one they're looking for could be for electronics wattage or you know, um, capacity for for a lot of times it's size of the product or whatever it is. So that's where you'd put that. And uh, what the way that the algorithm works is that if you repeat a word in uh, more than two times, so starting with the third time that they see a word, that the algorithm reads a word, it starts to have a diminishing effect on your ranking.
0: I will chime in quickly. And we're talking about, root keyword or the whole keyword which word so
1: so literally any word um so if you're using a root word that you don't care about ranking for because like for example diaper and diaper bag you're not trying to rank for diapers so it doesn't matter if you repeat diaper a lot right but diaper bag as a main keyword you want to try to rank for that if you repeat diaper felt diaper bag gray diaper bag diaper bag uh you know for for babies baby diaper bag you've diminished the ability to rank on diaper bag. and so the, the the reason that they did that is because they had to write that into the algorithm because um sellers used to cheat the algorithm used to give you more credit and actually give you cumulative credit the more that it read the keyword it would actually boost the impact of the rank So people would literally just be able to write uh, a title that said diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag. And then the description was diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag, diaper bag. Mm -hmm. And then they would rank top 10 diaper bag as soon as they launched. Right. So that cheating led to Amazon having to counter it. And a lot of the way the algorithm is written now uh, is the ranking algorithm in particular is written is it's embedded with all these anti-cheating, anti-hacking strategies. and so. Another example of that would be where um, people conversion rate is hackable, right? So uh, metrics are hackable. So click-through rate conversion rate is hackable. And so what they did is they would know what the typical buying behavior of uh, a buyer is. And they actually know that a certain percentage of people will abandon the cart. So what ends up happening is if you have an and it's typically much higher than people think. It might be 30 40% of the time people add it to cart and not purchase it. So let's say that you send 100 people to go buy your product and 95 of them go and buy it. That means that you know, you only add a 5%. If, if the other 5 added it to cart, you only have a 5% abandoned cart rate, which is much lower than the average, way outside of normal. Plus the conversion rate being 95% is insane, right? So they know what a typical conversion rate is. They know what a typical abandoned cart is. So what ends up happening is if your metrics are too far outside of a standard deviation of normal, you actually get a negative impact on your ranking from those sales versus a positive impact. And so, a lot of people don't understand these, like how complicated the the algorithm is. And then on top of that, it's a bunch of averages, and it's a, and it's weighted. Each average is weighted differently in different time periods. And it's 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 a thing of beauty if you appreciate algorithms. But it's uh, it's also very important that you understand how it works, so that you can stay within the rules and that you can try to maximize your impact of your your listing. And Know how to drive effective traffic and, and a direct effective action so that you can rank and maximize your, your returns.
0: I love it, especially when you mentioned this click-through rate, click-conversion rate, and what Amazon is aware about your metrics on the back end. And that's the great answer for you guys why you should not do giveaways when you launch your product on Amazon. That's the right answer because if you are artificially doing something, Amazon algorithm is so smart that they will catch it immediately and that will be the slingshot effect. So if you're ranked on a page one because you have 100% conversion rate, then next day when you stop your giveaways, you don't have this conversion rate and you're going way about way below 302 pages on amazon so you will not be able to know there uh i love it so when people because you already started talking about ranking um when people are ranking their products what's the best way to go about it
1: yeah i think that you know just just good old high converting traffic just the first thing is validating the product up front, and then building a product with a good offer and good design. It all yeah. starts with product design and the product development. So for us, you know, we're 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 doing a ton, we're investing a ton in design and product design and AI and and designers. Uh, our design team has grown significantly. A plus secondary images, uh, videos. Uh, Getting influencers to do really high-end videos can be really helpful too, like user-generated content, but not necessarily at launch. It's not as necessary. What I would say is start with understanding that you're going to be able to beat the competitor when your product's lined up next to them, that your offer is just as good or better. It needs to be. A lot of people will design something and they'll say, okay, people want the pink one more than the gray one because I want the pink one more than the gray one. And then they don't validate that or, you know, they create this this new unique looking product that's innovative and it might be better and it might be easier to use. It might be easier to handle. It might be better. But if you don't educate the market or put it next to them and the people are confused on how to use it and they're not there in their mind, they're looking for the traditional one. You're not going to convert, so you need to test these these things. You need to create a hypothesis and test these things uh, before you even um, move forward with placing an order. Before you spend a lot of money, uh, hopefully,
0: is good or better. I love it. So for a lot of people, it's still the the definition of better is still pretty foggy. And when you personally are doing product research, what and you're working on the product development, how are you defining this better?
1: So, if you're typically you want to put like at least the top three or four competitors that are already winning on the uh, against yours. And so, for initial quick tests, we might use something like PicFu and then for a more in-depth questionnaire where we really want to know buyer intent and we really want to test a hypothesis on an improvement we're going to use something a little bit more complicated or a little bit more in-depth like intelivy but those two services are are really important for understanding do you have do people value the the perceived value you're trying to portray do they value what you're adding so a case study that we did recently is we we decided that we were going to, you know, test bamboo uh, shower curtains. And um, to me, shower curtains, I just had to buy one. So I thought of it and like I was looking and they were all mostly plain or patterned and nothing really pretty or, or like design as much as I'd like. And I had to go to like an offsite to go get one that I wanted. And so I said, well, on Amazon, I'm sure there's a buying market for this, and maybe we can create some AI designs really quickly that are really nice, and put them on Amazon. And people, my hypothesis was, people will value bamboo more than plastic, right? Or, or like some other fabric because it's eco-friendly. They will, uh, they will value a design, or they'll prefer a design over a plain one. And so when I tested it, I had, to, I had to create the designs. And then I went and created, you know, mo- almost straight out of AI, I was able to do this out of mid-journey. But I, was, I went and tested it with IntelliV. And the hypothesis was correct about bamboo, but there were questions around, the, um, around bamboo. People wanted to know um, how durable is it? What, is the, what does bamboo feel like, the texture of it? And so you can solve a few of these things by writing these keywords into the title, like again, like you can talk about how the durability in the images, but you can also put a big splotch on the main image that zooms in on the fabric so people can see what it looks like so they can see the texture of it. That's going to give a perceived quality value and, a per- and then and check that box, that question, right? But we also found out that the majority of people actually preferred and it was like four to one preferred a plain color that matched the design of their bathroom. So my my um, what I was able to to gather from that is that if I wanted to compete in shower curtains, I needed to have a listing that was anchored by a hero of plain designs, but then also had these other offers that could bring in traffic because there's long tail keywords for, you know, marine Like sea turtles, uh, dolphins, right? There are people looking for those. It's not as much as you'd like, it's a few hundred times a month. But if you have those offers on your listing, you're bringing high converting traffic to your listing. It's going to improve the overall conversion rate. You're going to be able to beat the ones that only have the offers of the plain ones, right? So, in order, like what we were able to determine was that our strategy was, our hypothesis was wrong. But we were able to create a winning strategy based on the information we found, and you know we could launch that product and compete with the top three listings.
0: I love it. I love it. It's so great and amazing. So I remember last year when I was uh, at CampyCamp. That was January in the middle of the January. Oh my Almost a year already, right? I mean, yeah. Yes, actually, yeah, 2023, almost 20, 20- yeah, it was, it was 2023, not yeah. 2022. So we've been breaking out on um, groups and we've been workshopping on different tasks, like SEO included, products included. Uh, to my knowledge, you guys are launching Comp Camp 2.0 yeah. <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> So are you planning to do something like this this year or it's going to be something new?
1: Oh, no, for for sure we're going to not only do that again and the, but we're we're going to make it even even better. So the hypothesis of camp ecomer that was our first time doing an annual event was that again, it's with the hypothesis. You have you have something you need to test it, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. But I
1: had been to I had been to so many events, and I talked to so many sellers, and I have the community. And what I realized is, at a certain point, sellers don't want to go and get pitched, and they don't want to go and sit in talks. And they can only they get so, they often get so little value from from the trip that it's better for them to stay at home and work on their business. And so the real value comes from the networking, and that might be the only reason that they go. So you know. I won't mention any names of conferences, but, you know, we all know those conferences that a lot of people go and they don't even buy a ticket to it. They just want to be there because everyone's in town. Right. And so what what we wanted to do was make it interactive and make it high level, but also split up the content in a way that you had the bigger sellers learning what they need to learn and the smaller sellers learning what they need to learn. And we want it to be engaging and interactive and also a place where you can bring and level up your team. So that's, that's a lot that we wanted to accomplish. And I think we did a pretty good job for our first time. We had over 200 sellers. We had two tracks. We had the business management track for the big sellers, which is where if you're doing a few million dollars, it's where you learn how to do 50 or 100 million dollars you do an annual planning session, you learn how to work backwards, how to set goals, how to pull levers in your business, what resources you need. The things that we've had to walk in our own business to go to 30 million this year and hopefully 50 next year. The the other side was the tactical side. That was the pre and launch, you know, pre-launch and post-launch. And what we found after doing last year is that it's too much tactical content to try to fit into 2 days. Even though even though we we made it engaging, we teach something, and then we have people break into groups, uh, so that they can learn and at a higher level learn from other people in groups and that are in the group that are might be are, have picked it up better, already knew it, knew you know to level them up in the exercise, and keep them awake, right? Because if you go to a conference and someone's just yapping at you from stage no one's got any attention span for that. You pick up your phone, you start checking your emails, you you zone out for half the talk. You don't you don't really know what's going on. But if I'm going to quiz you on it basically by sending you into a group and having a contest, you better be paying attention almost the entire time. Right. And so this year what we're doing is instead of just one tactical session, we decided to break it into pre-launch for 2 days and post-launch for 2 days. So you're going to so do a 4
0: days event?
1: No, so it's you have to choose. Unfortunately, so you're going to choose whether you're going to go into pre-launch, which is going to be all of the product validation, product design, all the stuff that you're great at that, you know, and and love and uh, and logistics and listing building and indexing and writing, you know, understanding how the back end works and 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 really, really building out a winning product and sourcing it, getting it here and and launching it.
0: I love that, too. Yeah, <laughs> I love and then both. on the
1: on the other side, it's going to be uh, basically everything that happens after you hit go on the launch. So all traffic and conversions, um, everything from understanding your metrics at a very high level, what types of campaigns, campaign structures, uh, you know, outside traffic, PPC, and then optimization of that listing, and then the different phases of that listing and then how to really maximize rank conversion and profitability of that product over time. So that'll be two full days of of ads and conversions and SEO and then the other side will be two full days of product development sourcing logistics and and uh, SEO also.
0: That's amazing. I love yeah. it.
1: But then the fun stuff like the stuff that people love to go for the networking is also great because we did we do with the camp theme we get to do the campfires the s'mores, uh, the... And the, I
0: remember there was the $500 contest that Lisa won. Yeah, yeah my, she won it. Yeah, yeah my yeah. Lisa won the whole uh, case of $500 $1 bills. Uh,
1: <laughs> we made it We made it rain on Lisa. Yeah. She, she was the winner. No, yeah. we'll, we'll do some contests. We have lots of contests, lots of engagement uh we had the fun night where we did the uh you know i don't want to spoil it if you haven't been and you know there's really really fun things that
0: well i can spoil it for my side how it was last year so Uh, that was a let me do that i was there i'm here to provide an honest and transparent review about the event So, guys, I was there, highly recommend, not just, it's not promotion-based, it's because our podcast is Amazon Made Simple, so Campy Camp will make your life really simpler when you're launching or, like, you're doing your business on Amazon, because uh, the first night when I showed up, we had this campfire, and we've been doing s'mores and talking to people, we've been breaking down, like, with the groups and around the fire, that was uh, romance, workshop uh some type of vibe that i've never seen before at any events and it 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 made this event so magical that you really want to go again and you want to call to your friends and say, "Guys, what are you doing home? Because it's so cool here. please come and join." Like I loved this experience last year, and I hope you guys you you will provide the s'mores this year too. So, one
1: hundred percent, we have s'mores. Yeah, yeah. Can't, so, can't not do s'mores.
0: Yeah, and Brandon love, to my understanding, Brandon loves games, and we had so many games there, and that was like this bouncy houses with the uh, uh, X throwing and. Uh, like, it, it was so much fun like really a, a lot of uh, contests that you can do and run and compete with people not just uh your brain activities are there your physical activities supposed to be involved because come on if we're uh entrepreneurs we have to be not just wealthy we have to be healthy so yeah the, all parts of your body <laughs> to some extent will be involved <laughs> into this event
1: I think that, you know, a lot of people are bringing their team members. We we offer a really, really discounted ticket. It's like almost our cost to do the event. It's an expensive event because we provide meals and we have the drinks and, the, the you know, it's 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 a lot. And so we offer the the add-on ticket for the team members at, at you know, a really discounted price because we want to encourage people to bring their team members because if you go and learn everything and then you have to try to convey all of that and, and dump it out, that's tough to do, right? Um, yeah. But also, we have three tracks, so you need to divide and conquer, and then you'll leave on the same page, because the methodology is very, very logical. It it extends all the way through all three tracks. So you go from finding a product to, you know, sourcing, designing it, sourcing it, logistics, getting it here, launching it, you know, making it successful. And then once you do that enough times, you need the business management so you can scale your team, you know how to hire, how to train, how to give... Proper uh, career paths uh, for your the people you're hiring, what levers to pull in your business, where to focus your attention, and so it, it all it's all related to this business at a very high level. So if you're going, you should be bringing a partner, a teammate, someone so that you can go. So that the fun and games for two reasons. One is that you can do team building activities and you can really get to let loose and 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 after a whole day of thinking, you just want to relax a little bit and have some fun. Yeah. But then you know you you end up in a position where you got introverts i've you know me with the the events i throw i always do it with something else to do so it's at an arcade it's at top golf it's at bowling or something because if you're if you if you get a bunch of people that are introverts and extroverts in a room the introverts are going to go hide in a corner not talk to anyone and then they're going to leave and they're not going to get much out of the event but if everyone is busy kind of doing something, and then there's like, oh, by the way, you know, there's a there's there's an icebreaker there. And then it's much more magical and impactful of a networking session that way. And so it's a hidden networking more than uh, you know, an obligation where if I feel like I'm I have to go to a networking and I'm an introvert, I get ner- like you would get nervous about it, right? You would you would actually get nervous. Not you or me, you you and me, we're fine networking. I know that. <laughs> but but they're like someone like Someone like Jennifer, right? Like, like, like Jennifer,
0: yeah, your wife. I yeah, don't remember Jennifer when we went is... to pop golf. I literally pulled her away. hey, are you Brandon's wife? Let's talk. And she was happy to talk. Because she's introverted, She needs to be pulled into their conversation. And by the way, guys, if you're going to any type of events, Campy Camp Included, you see somebody in the corner, please approach this person because this person might be the smartest in the room. And this pr- person can give you so much value. But you have to approach this person. So please don't hesitate to do that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a great community. That's, that's where that first night icebreaker, rotating campfires, getting to know people, and really... You get to meet so many cool people, and really, we ask questions or answer questions. There's, you know how it works, but yeah. um, you really get to know some people, so that for the rest of the event, you you know them already, and so it's much yeah. more approachable, much easier to go talk to someone, and 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 it makes the whole event. It sets the tone for the whole event. You're learning in groups, you're talking in groups, you're you're having drinks in groups, and
0: and, and then you're makes- growing in groups too.
1: You're growing a hundred percent. And that's the, the main thing is you're going to get so much value out of it. So yeah, that the was the whole person. thesis. That was what we thought we would try to put together. It seems like it worked. We, we figured out how to iterate and make it a little bit better, we hope. And so that's what we're going to do this year. And You know, it's, it's so growing. cool
0: when I see people that are going from event to event and I see them growing from year to year. Right. Of course, yeah. I also see Love people that. that are like traveling from event to event and they're like, yeah, I'm still thinking if I should start, if I shouldn't start. I'm like, well, listen, for the past year, this person made seven fig. You're still thinking if you should right. make seven figs. So how much longer are you going to think if you should make seven fig or you shouldn't? so let's just figure it out like let's just go and implement stuff and the beauty about camp camp and like pretty much everything you brandon is doing uh, you are doing is that every every single piece you can implement now so it's not mm-hmm. about implementing tomorrow or after tomorrow and keep in mind everything that is happening in the industry is so flexible because and things are changing every day like, I was recording video, like, two weeks ago. Today, Amazon, like, two days ago, Amazon changed their Amazon Product Opportunity Export. It's new again. So, tomorrow, we'll log in on my Amazon account, and it will be something new again. So, everything that you learn, you have to implement these days, because in a year from now, it will be already different. I guarantee you 100%. So, everything we're talking with Brandon today, it might be just foundation for Amazon 2024.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, that that's the that's the entire point is that we're trying to give you some things that you will work, you know, immediately, right? So you can go take action and then you always have to be aware of the changes. This is where joining a community works, like why the inner circle is important, why learning from someone who's actually doing it matters. If you learn from someone that was successful and sold their business three years ago or had some mediocre success a few years ago, what they know 50% of it is probably outdated like they still might be teaching how to do giveaways and rebates and that's going to get your account banned <laughs> listen
0: right? it's so bad the other day i had a request in my group the guy was really like he he asked to post uh, to create the post and i let it go because i really wanted to respond so the question was Hey, everyone, should I create the business uh, with the giveaways for people and the reviews? I was like, oh, that's my red button. (laughs) You shouldn't do that. So, of course, I approved the post and I uh, gave my uh, very interesting response. But, yeah, some people still do that to your point. So they still believe videos from 2013 uh, that everything that, that stuff lives there. out
1: there on YouTube and, and there are still people teaching courses that are still teaching that stuff. And and I've seen it many times where they end up getting suspended or or um, again, I won't I won't name any names, but yeah. a couple of them are getting sued. A couple of them have gone bankrupt because they
0: some of them left the country and living in another island now.
1: <laughs> that's very true as well.
0: Yeah. uh, So Brendan, last question. You uh, mentioned inner circle. And again, um, it's not about promotions, about I love Brendan and I love everything Brendan is doing, but believe it or not, I really don't know what inner circle does. (laughs) So why it is actually beneficial for people and why everyone is talking about inner circle and how cool it is to be inside of this inner circle
1: yeah so when i when I first started learning uh, how to sell on Amazon, it was just Jennifer and I kind of like failing ourselves and 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 trying to figure it out. and a lot of a lot of uh, mistakes were avoided once we started networking with other successful sellers. And so we joined um, I joined some Facebook groups, and later we created a new group that you had to be doing a million dollars in order to join it and it was verified and so we were we were there was like 50 or 60 of us in the group and we became the founding members of a community that's now called million dollar sellers and that community has grown to 600 members um, and it's a very high level um, you know mastermind that you have to be doing a million dollars but for the first year to the two years that I was, you know, I was in that group for almost three years, we were networking and able to lean on each other because we had all seen or learned or experienced or had something go wrong. We all had different contacts. We all had different, um, you know, different experiences. And when something went wrong, you know, if you have a group or, or that you can lean on and, and learn from, it really makes a big difference. And so I had a real, a real passion for teaching people, but and I, I was, I was in there, showing what worked regularly with us and we decided that we wanted to teach people who were just starting also not just high level sellers and so that wasn't possible there so we created the seller systems group to start teaching people how to even get started with their first product the the methodology around the keyword research the master keyword list that we created uh, and which is now data dive and that's, that's how seller systems came about is, is you know, the inner circle came about because we wanted it to be a community of uh, with an abundance mentality. People who were there to help others because it's true in this world, the more you give, the more you receive. You If you are there and you are um, trying to help others, naturally, you're just going to be helped yourself. It's just going to happen. And, you know, if you think about, it's, it, this has been known for as long, as long as time. 2,000 years ago, Seneca said, those who teach, learn, right? So the wisdom of people that were smart and intelligent and brilliant 2,000 years ago is true today. If you are out there and you're trying to help others and teach others, you're going to learn. And, and by me teaching, I've only become better myself. And I see that within the group. The ones that are the most active Often are the most successful as well, because they're they're out there, they're digging deeper. They're in order to explain something, you have to really understand it at a high level, and it and it forces you to document it, to really think it through, and to figure it out, and to become better. And so the group has an incredible support system. I think we have eleven hundred members, and over four hundred of those members are doing over a million dollars in in the inner circle.
0: Amazing. I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then and then and then we combine it with the the course content, the weekly calls, like the the constant support. So I I do office hours weekly, uh, where you get you get a one on one or not one on one, but you get a group session with me, where you can ask questions. And then there's over 200 hours of recorded content that we continuously update. So three to five active classes every month. You get the office hours every week on top of that. And then you got all the course content and then the group, the support of the group, which is the magic.
0: So it's so easy guys. You just taking two months off because 200 hours of content, it's pretty much. (laughs) I don't recommend
1: trying to read it all the way through. That's like trying to read a calculus book in a month. You don't want to do that.
0: That's actually important sometimes to do something from like behind because, uh, you know better that starting out at Amazon in 2016 helps you a lot because mm-hmm. you know layers of Amazon algorithm. Mm-hmm. You stack this uh, uh alg- no, you start 2015. Yeah, so you stack this knowledge from the back, all the way from the back, and that's why you are who you are right now because you understand the algorithm changes.
1: Well, I'm going to give them a head start. I'll 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 teach them a lot of what I learned and what what to do and what not to do. So. What I try to tell people is like if you if you got 10 hours a week, you know, just spend 10 hours a week for the the first few months. By that time, you're going to really understand product validation, product research, product design, sourcing logistics. You'll get to a point where you're going to have samples at your door in the first couple months, first two, three months. But you're going to spend the first month just feeling overwhelmed. Digging into data dive, doing a bunch of dives, like really trying to understand how the data works, how the keywords work. And then you become an expert at it. The more scorecards you do, the more products you evaluate, the more you learn what to look for. And then you start learning how to communicate with suppliers. And then you then you learn how to get samples here and, and, and maybe package them together and get them here in bulk. So you, you know, like consolidated, see so save some money and, the, you know, and you're, you're doing a little bit at a time. And then eventually you get to a point where you're designing the product and, or you're working with you to design it and you've got a design, you're ready to place an order. That order is going to take a couple months to get here, right? You got a lead time at the factory, you got the water that it had, you know, the trip. You're five, six months in of before your first product is landed. Yep. So 10 hours a week is plenty or 10 hours. Yeah,
0: I agree. You
1: know, and and then 10 hours a week and then just go, go step by step as you need it. And then climb that learning curve each time. I, I think that that's a, a little bit less overwhelming. You're, you're a different, you're, you're a different uh, breed there because you just want to know everything tomorrow.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I would uh, to everything you just said. I would just add that um, managing expectations. Right. So Amazon is not the magic land where you're just having the magic wand. So we're wizards, we understand how Amazon works, but we're not making magic by creating the uh, money tree. So you are creating this money tree yourself and you have to understand that it takes time. And the fastest way is to do it slow because the only slow is going to work. So make sure you're using Datadive you're validating the keywords, you're going through the master keyword list, you're checking the outlier keywords, the root keywords, so I can talk about it a lot and just go through a very deep process of validation. And if you didn't find the product today or tomorrow, my personal experience, our client's experience, it takes, if you're doing it by yourself, it will take you probably up to three months to find a good product. It really takes time. It's a repetition, 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 dives, repetition, analyzing again, checking, rechecking. So, but then it's going to be a good one. Ask Brandon if it's a good product. Brandon will tell you if it is, and then you will be good to go to launch and design design and launch the product on Amazon
1: that's that's it you're an expert so uh, no you're I, an expert I love, I love that you that you offer such a great service because you know you 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 understand the data at such a high level that's why if anyone ever asks me and they need help with that you're you're the person i i recommend
0: oh thank you brandon uh well i uh never want to be in a battle with you where like we will be saying talking about keywords because you you will definitely outbeat me and i don't want to be a loser i like to win places i'm
1: sure you're giving me a run for my money
0: so so, but uh i i appreciate uh, what you're saying because i feel myself as a as being in love with numbers and when i saw data dive came out and everything was out there i was i i I cannot explain you how I was happy. I was probably jumping because, like, damn, right now I can see everything I wasn't able to see it in any other uh, data before. And when you guys released AI, it's so great. Uh, the last part we will mention today in the podcast, and we will wrap it up. Uh, AI and Data Dive gives you so many insights. And it's not just like the instruction, this is exactly what you're supposed to do because uh, AI in Data Dive is reading your consumer avatar and they can tell you like, listen, you have probably eight to 15 different avatars that can purchase your product. And this is the way how you can approach it. And by reading those avatars, you can also uh, repurpose the product That you're analyzing at this moment. Like one of the examples when we've been uh, just for the case study, we've been analyzing the pregnancy pill. We find out by data that some people are using pregnancy people uh, after 65 because it's reduced the pain in their back. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's a different avatar, which means now you can repurpose this product for people after 65. It's the same product; it's probably will look the same, yeah. Uh, but it will be for different people. It's different keywords, and everything will be already uh, positioned for uh, grandmas and grandpas after 65. So yeah data dive gives you sometimes such a insane stuff that just really blowing your mind away so brandon thank you so much for being here with me today for 50 minutes we great a good, great time we had a great time and uh guys please don't forget to join us at camp Become 2024 or 2025
1: thanks for having me always good to see you isabella
0: yeah good to see you too bye